Radio. Blessed Frederick Osnum and Reasons for Hope. An interview with Bridget Spinks. So I'm joined today by Bridget Spinks. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's really good to be here. So the reason why I'm speaking to you today is because you're helping to organise the Reasons for Hope uh, conference. How would, how would you describe it? What's, what's the word that you would use there? That's right, Luke. Um, we call it a weekend away for young adults to learn more about God in a relaxed and friendly environment. And that's exactly what it is. It's formation in the Catholic faith and um, it's an evangelistic initiative um, which is open to all. Okay, so this year's theme is on uh, what's love got to do with it. That's, That's right. the theme. It's Tina Turner. It's what's a- love got to do? Get to do with it. It's it's an interesting. Th- I, yeah, I mean, whenever you do read that, unfortunately, well, I don't know. Depending on what you think, of- it's a cultural reference. It's a, it's a cultural reference. It's all I'm fun. not I'm not necessarily saying anything bad about Tina Turner. I just no. mean, as in, like, it probably should have more significance than than a Tina Turner song immediately coming to mind. But what made you? I'm guessing it wasn't that you were listening to the song and you thought, what made you come up with the uh, with with this theme for, yeah, for yeah, the weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, let's just say it was an inspiration. Um, the Reasons for Hope team, like, began with, like, four people, then it expanded to six, then it expanded and expanded, and basically um, it's come together through volunteers or people even saying, Bridget, mm. do you need help with this? And then me going, no, nah, not really. But look, and then needing to go, actually, yes, can you help with that? Um, And so in in one of these early situations, um, God was working, I like to think, and um, we were just brainstorming ideas. We'd put a survey out to previous participants saying, look, we have no idea what we're going to do this retreat on. We want to do it. What would you like? Realistic relationships came back with, I think, 80-something percent interest. We were like, okay, people want to hear about love. Well, we've... We love love, and um, I've done quite a bit of reading on this recently through my Masters at Notre Dame, and, um, you know, I'm well-versed in, you know, what what love is about. I've, you know, read some Aquinas, read some Alred of Revoe, read a few uh, really big thinkers, Wojtyla, Hildebrand, these guys, and I'm like, well, I think we're kind of in a good position to talk about love. And then our graphic designer was there at the meeting, and she was like, oh, what's love got to do with it? That just came to my head. Um, and I'm like, great, let's do a teaser postcard and that's the theme and would you like to run with it? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. And that's really how the theme came about. That's how it came about. That's awesome. Mm. Now, you yourself are giving a, uh, a talk on uh, Blessed Frederick Osnum, um, who, I mean, people might not know who he is. I mean, just from my own personal sort of thoughts prior to speaking to you before, before the interview. Um, I know him as the uh, the founder of uh, Saint Vincent de Paul, uh, the Saint Vincent de Paul Society. Often people can get mixed up because they might think that Saint Vincent de Paul founded, but it's not. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, it's, it's a common misconception. French. Or people have never really even thought about it. They just think Vinnies. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually a, a French man named uh, Blessed Frederick Osnum, who is uh, is a blessed. Um, and which is wonderful. That's right. He's been um, beatified, yet to be canonized. Please God, soon, soon, soon. And yeah, but we don't necessarily associate. I mean, even myself, the the very cursory knowledge that I have of him um, was that he started this foundation, or rather, this society, in response to kind of a challenge um, from an from, from an atheist. Um, but we don't necessarily think of him in terms of love we sort of think of him in terms of charitable works which is of course love but not necessarily in the way that 
you would imagine going into this conference? What's love got to That's, do with it? I am only giving a 15-minute talk, so really there's, you know... You might get the chaplain, whole 15-minute talk here. Uh, well, you know, if you're lucky. No, the ch- our chaplain is coming all the way from Griffith. He's giving a talk on developing your relationship with Christ. Jess Leach, who some of our listeners may know from Immaculata, she's flying up from Hobart to give a talk on adoration and grace, which she's well-equipped to do after doing her Master's in Theology on that. Um, so, look, I'm only giving a 15-minute talk, but... I'm very passionate about Blessed Frederick Ozenham and I'm giving the talk because um, as part of a rotating session on models of charity. So um, I'll get to Frederick Ozenham a little bit later because I want to just explain, if that's okay, Luke, how he fits into the program. Yeah. So we're, we're having our um, 40 hours of adoration happening the whole weekend. We're going to invite young people to spend an hour with the Lord. Um, the 40 hours adoration really is the backbone to the retreat um, and really the essence because it's all about bringing people to Christ. Um, so we'll start on Friday night. Our chaplain's going to give a talk the next day on nurturing your relationship with Christ. Um, then we've, well, as part of the morning, we've got a simultaneous session. Bernard Tatunji is going to give a talk on theology of the body, which is really love through, uh, from Carol Voitiwa's perspective, theology of the body. Um, he'll expand on that. We've got a Dominican sister, Anastasia Reeves, I think giving it, well, yes, giving a talk on kind of what is love, what is love. And I really like to think about love philosophically. So she's going to go into Thomas Aquinas's definition of love and, you know, for sure speak about other things which I don't know about yet. So I'm looking forward to learning more mm. about what she has to share then we're going to have a bit of free time. People can kick a footy, play some tennis, go for walks in nature, just commune with God in nature, if you will, and, and with our neighbour. And then uh, we're going to have the men's and women's panel. Now, traditionally, we have ladies speaking to ladies, men speaking to men. But this year, a little bit exciting, we've got Lisa and Anthony English, mm. who have always wanted to flip. So we're going to have Lisa speaking to the men. And Anthony speaking That's to the women. It's really exciting. So um, they'll be speaking about their vocation to love through the married vocation and what that means and um, giving advice to the complementary gender. Mm. So excited about that. Um, we're going to also have Silvana Scarf and John Hayden as um, representatives of the single life. Um, it just so happens that both of them come from Perth, so that's a really nice sort of mm. um, interesting little thing. Thank you, God, for working that out. It's quite easy to promote. Um, and then we'll have um, our chaplain, Father Josh Michaels, give his testimony on how he discerned his vocation to love and what that's like, and then Sister Mary Rachel as well. So really exciting. And, and as I was saying um, about people who came forward to volunteer, one of these people was a DJ, DJ Eric. I've never met. DJ Eric before. I think he's done things at Theology on Tap, is well, that right? I, I think I he have, used to do, I'm not sure, maybe okay. it's not the same he's, guy. But he's lovely. Yeah. Um, because he's just come forward and said, Bridget, uh, uh, you know, I want a DJ, do you need a DJ? He, Eric, if you're listening, thank you so much. He went out to Benedict 16 Retreat Centre, which is in Windsor, Richmond area, by himself, like volunteered and said, I just want to go check out the AV. He's going to do the AV for us and he's also bringing a disco ball um, for the disco for like we're going to have like a, dis- a disco um, and yeah so that's really exciting and then obviously 40 hours adoration so you can go pray through the night if you want mm. to and then Sunday so we're having mass and then this is where the models of charity come in so 
um, listeners and attendees will have had the chance to pray, learn about love, see love practically today, and then we're going to go back through time to look at models of charity through the ages. Um, I offered to speak about Blessed Frederick Rosenen because he's my personal hero. I've got I've invited Katie Fully Love to talk about um, a married couple, Louis and Zelly Martin, who've just been... They've just been canonised. Canonised, yes. yep. And then it just so happens that our graphic designer, who came up with the um, teaser, What's Love Got To Do With It, also knows a dear lady who is in Sydney who, um, at the tender uh, age of, I don't know, zero to three, as a tiny baby, she was put on the doorstep of... Um, the missionaries of charity mm. and so she's going to speak about her experiences with mother Teresa and the nuns oh wonderful direct first hand oh my yeah. gosh amazing um and so yeah anyway so blessed frederick little teaser i'm going to speak about him because um i see him as a as a great saint someone who i can relate to in my vocation to love um he yeah, so he. Um, I'll just give you a little a little bio about him, if if you like. Go for it. So, Blessed Frederick Ozenham, um was a French intellectual um, at a time of Les Misérables. So, if you if anyone has seen Les Mis, you can see the poverty, um, you know, the slavery. Basically, people were not living in first world France. You know, they were living in like third world France. Um, and Blessed Frederick Rosenham was born in Milan when it was uh, French under French rule. Uh, at 18, he went to university in Paris. He, so he was brought up in Lyon, went to Paris, um, had a really good mentor there and who I think, you know, it's great when you've got a great mentor who can guide you through the 20s, which are a really rough period of learning uh, about yourself, about God, about how to... How do you fit into the world? What are you called to do? All that kind of thing. So he had a great mentor. So kudos to him. Anyway, cut a long story short. This is like at 18, he um, was studying law. At 20, he um, was challenged by this attack going, if you're Catholic, where are your good works? And at this stage, he was um, serving the poor um, and with some friends and he... It was like, yeah, we're doing good works. And he started, went on to start formally the first conference of charity. Um, and then by the age of 22, um, when this had sort of like, let's just say, grown organically, they actually thought, oh, well, let's put some rules down around this. Um, so, you know, you can see it was a real movement of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in the church. And he was just an instrument. Uh, but anyway, they put some rules around it, and then one of his friends was like, oh, let's maybe put it under the patronage of St. Vincent de Paul. He was awesome. He was just a couple of centuries earlier doing great works in France, um, serving the poor. So so it came to be known as the Society of St. Vincent de Paul, not the Society of Blessed Fred- of Frederick Rosenham, mm-hmm. who wasn't a saint, wasn't even beatified, was just a layperson. Mm-hmm. So just for me, it's a great witness of what you can do as a layperson. Yeah. Um, and just working with the Holy Spirit to bring... To, to bring about the good in society. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, but also what what uh, grabs my attention is that he was an intellectual. So 
professionally, he was also doing great work. So it wasn't just like, oh, um, he was um, serving and it was all about his serving, but he, as a person, was also like a really strong person in the sense that at the age of 22, he um, graduated with his first degree in literature and then at 26 went on to complete his doctorate. Like, that's amazing. I'm mm. 30, I haven't got my doctorate, just finished my master's, so he was well ahead of me, uh, which is why I can look up to him because um, he was a trailblazer. Mm. And then uh, he took um, a position at the university um, in Lyon as a chair of commercial law, but deep in his heart, he was not interested in law at all, did not. It was just, and I don't blame him because I find, you know, <laughs> I don't find him at all because I find like the law to be quite dry. Because, and that's why I think this is what we share. If you know, it can be so bold as to say we share something, but like, it's all about the heart. And you know, where's the heart in the law? I just, I don't know. You'd have to. I'm sure there are some lawyers who could probably, um, who could probably argue with you on that. Yeah, maybe. But- I'm sure there'd be some at. At reasons for hope, anyway. Yeah, well, that would I suppose, make for an interesting. I suppose, like the it's the lawyers who are interested in human rights, who would have more of a heart. I don't know. Anyway, commercial law, it wasn't like that happy. About commercial, it. no, no. I know. I my background was in business. Yeah. Um, I did a bit of business law. I I know what you mean. Like yeah. this, it's I'm, not the I'm first just, thing you think of. I'm just drawing a, like a line here and seeing if, if there's a dot there. But because basically we've got him up as a model of charity, mm. so it's um. He got an opportunity to... Now, there's so much more to him than this, but I'll just fast-track it. He got an opportunity to um, take sessional tutoring at the univer- at the Sorbonne University in Paris. Um, an amazing opportunity came up. He was looking at being penniless. I know that he was also interested in marriage to a beautiful girl, Amélie Soulacroix. Um, and so, you know, I read Apostle on the top, and I'm pretty sure this is how the story goes. He went to ask her dad and say, look, I'd love to marry your daughter but I'm, I'm not going to have much money in this position. I really want to take it because I'm not really enjoying my job um, in Lyon as the chair of commercial law. What do you think? And he's like, you're going to have to ask my daughter. So he went to her and he said, would you mind? And she said, absolutely not. Oh, that's so, beautiful. yeah, so it just shows the sacrifice on both parts. Mm. She was also quite literary and he encouraged her in her writing. So I think that's really beautiful. He was a he for she. Um, to use Emma Watson's um, terminology of like, um, you know, men supporting women in their professional Certainly capacities. Didn't Look, he that was a he, he was a he for she. Yep. Um, you know, and so anyway, there he was um, uh, teaching, and then at, at thirty-one, so amazing, he held the chair of foreign literature at the Sorbonne University, mm. and. Um, he was pretty, uh, you know, I love languages as well. So like him, and I'll just read this from um, a book, a little biographical note in Frederick Rosen and My Life in Letters, which came out uh, recently on the 200th anniversary of his birth. Mm. The quote is, he was at home in the Romance languages as well as German and English and classical Latin, Greek and Hebrew. Wow. Um he gained rena- special renown as a Dante scholar and his approach to the poet revolutionised subsequent research. So, what a champion. That's fascinating because you don't hear that about him very much. He sounds like, I don't know, I'm 
he sounds a bit like you know how we have later, like one century later, you see in the English language, you have these great um, Catholic Tolkien, of course, mm. um, was an expert in languages, very much uh, very strong Catholic. You can see that that he was almost like the French version. I mean, he didn't write big epics or anything, he but he was almost like the French version of that a century earlier. Yeah, and maybe yeah, and maybe it's that um, you know we know about English literary champions. Mm. And the French maybe is a bit inaccessible through the language. Mm. I don't know. But I am just, like, so thrilled to kind of have spiritually met him mm. and been um, kind of walking my own academic journey these last three years, knowing that he walked that path before and yeah. had a huge heart. And, you know, if I, if I may, if I just could quote something he said, um, I'm going to go into the French. Um, into the French. He said, and this has really stuck with me, and I'll just say it in French, then translate. Le bonheur du ciel, c'est l'amour. Ne créons donc pas des métros. Which means um, the goodness of heaven is love. Uh, do not be afraid of loving too much. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, he is a model of charity. He has a lot to say to us today. Um, and I'm really excited to share some of that at Reasons for Hope in the 15-minute um, opportunity I have to share about him. That's awesome. Yeah, thank maybe you. you should, maybe you should do more, and, but 15 minutes doesn't sound like enough. I it know, might, It I might know. go over time, I don't know. I know. But, um, okay, I think I'll probably spend my life talking about him, so... That's all right. <laughs> um, well, if you just want 15 minutes of it to start with, um, Reasons for Hope is the, place, is the place to be. You'll find out all about Blessed Frederick uh, Osnum uh, and all the other things that Bridget spoke about it, it doesn't sound like though that it's just a um it's just a learn like a, an, a learning experience it sounds like there's a whole experience happening with reasons for hope that's the impression that I'm getting that you want out of it that there's meant to be Absolutely. community it's, it's uh, prayer of course and yeah it's holistic it's holistic because you know my understanding of the human person and it's probably come from Voitiva is that the human person, there's um, an experience of the human person we have, which is physical, emotional, psychological, like, or mental and spiritual. Mm. So we try and we reach you, we want to, like, form the human person on a physical level, like, you know, we have time for sport, um, spirit, mental, like, we sort of teach, you know, about the faith intellectually and intellectual level. Um, spiritually, there's time to go and spend some time in the adoration. And what was the other one I mentioned? Social? Emotional. Emotional, yeah. So we've got time for you to engage with other people on an emotional level. You know, share, walk a bit of their journey, share some of your own, connect with them um, in, a, in a really safe space mm. and kind of unburden to each other or share some highs, share some lows, like whatever it might be. Just kind of... Um, we invite people to come to a space where they can relax, relax into who they are, relax with one another and, you know, really forge um, some friendships which will hopefully last a lifetime. I know um, the friendships I've made there are going the distance with me. Awesome. So I'm so thankful. So quick plug, when is it and how much will it be uh, and where where is it? For sure. So it's uh, coming up. Uh, on the 11th to the 13th of March. It's around the 130, 150 mark, uh, which is a you know, small price to pay for a great investment in your life. Um, it's going to be at the Benedict 16 Retreat Centre in Richmond. And, you know, this wouldn't be possible without the support of the Sydney Archdiocese. Mm-hmm. 
um, the Diocese of Hobart, the Diocese of um, Wagga, I think as well, Club Central in Hurstville, generous um, support from benefactors who will remain nameless, church stores, supplies, Claire Communications. We have got a host of people um, around it. The Maximilian magazine has basically given us uh, space to um, talk about, I suppose, a philosophical background to the weekend. Cradio, thanks so much for the opportunity to come on and talk about this. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's just huge... Um, amount of support out there for this and I just am so grateful and I you know I can only say um, that's God's providence loving providence um, blessing it and inviting people himself to come Mm. registrations where can people book yes where can people book um, so it's reasonsforhope.net.au and we'll have the link uh, on our website excellent Um, so you'll be able to click through that um but yes, uh, if you can't make it, um, which, as we mentioned, would be a shame because um, it's not just about the intellectual level. But nonetheless, if you can't make it, um, we'll have the recordings um, from a number of the sessions here on Cradio uh, following the conference. So um, stay we- tuned. We- weekend away. Weekend away. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I'm just so used to, to terms oh, like conference. Um, uh, well, it, could, it could be we could be like in the line of Frederick Gosling, um, conference, une conference de charity, like a conference of charity. Mm. We can call it a conference of charity. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what conference means in in French get that together. it would work. Anyway, weekend away. Yes, weekend away. Um, and yeah, so uh, if you're interested in going, head on across and register. Um, but nonetheless, we'll have the uh, all the talk or. The audio, talks, the audio. number of the talks here yeah. on on Cradio. So thank you again, Bridget, Luke, uh, for joining me. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to me. <laughs> no worries. Yes, um, and th- thank you for. Uh, I've already asked. I've already said thank you for joining me. Happy to share any time about Blessed Frederick Rosenham. And can I just maybe um, look? I just like to say, God bless you. Absolutely, and you too. Thank you. So thank you, and. Um, Thank you for joining me, Bridget. My pleasure. Thank you, Luke, and uh, God bless you, and um, may God bless all our listeners. That was Bridget Spinks with Blessed Frederick Osnum and Reasons for Hope. To find out more about the Reasons for Hope weekend, visit reasonsforhope.net.au. And for more interviews, talks, and shows, visit cradio.org.au.